Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. This morning I would like to return to a topic that we touched upon briefly about a month ago, and that is the concept of Makom Kavua. Chazal teach us that when a person davens, ideally, he should daven in the same place. Now, practically speaking, that may not always be so feasible. It is possible that a person davens in one place during the week and another location of the shul, let's say on Shabbos. There are times that there are different rooms within the same shul, and there are times that people, for a whole variety of reasons, may not be davening in shul at all, at all. maybe they're davening at home. Whatever the case may be, at the very least, when you are davening in a familiar location, when you are davening, let's say, in the same room that you do every day of the week or every Shabbos, whatever the case may be, ideally, all things being equal, it is best to select a makam kavua, a set place. Now, first of all, before we talk a little more about the concept of makam kavua and perhaps the, the basis, the idea behind it, just to state what may may not be obvious, and that is that it is important that we not get carried away when trying to uh, secure our own makam kavua. So I can only speak about my own personal shul, but uh, in my shul we have a policy, and it's sort of a first-come, first-served policy. If you'd like to be able to sit in your designated seat, so you got to get there in time. And if a person comes a half hour, 45 minutes late to shul, let's say, and somebody else is already sitting in the sheet, seat, so it would be appropriate for that person to sit in another seat. Now, to make you feel a little better about that, the concept of a mokam kavua is anywhere within Dalinamos. Dalinamos is, let's say, about six to eight feet. So even if I'm not sitting in my preferred seat, the same seat that I always sit in, but if I sit one or two seats behind or in front of or next to it, that may also technically be makam kavua. But regardless, it would seem to be inappropriate for a person to, uh, in order to claim his or her makam kavua, use this as an opportunity to send someone else out of their seat. I remember many years ago hearing from my dear friend, Rabbi Shalom Baum, uh, I thought it was a profound observation. He said, you know, where do we learn the entire concept of Makam Kavua? Where does it come from? It comes from Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu was the one, as the Torah tells us, who returned to the place where he previously davened, and he sort of inspires us to try to daven in a Makam Kavua. Can anyone imagine Avram Avinu being the Isha Chesed par excellence, that he would go ahead, show up in shul one day, see that somebody was sitting in his seat and said, excuse me, can you please leave? This is my makam kavua. It's inconceivable. Everything that we know about Avram Avinu tells us that he would never do that. So while this is not an absolute proof per se, I think it is a very, very compelling point. And we need to be practical about this and reasonable, and we need to put it into perspective. Yes, it is appropriate for a person to try to daven in a makam kavua, but we need to be thoughtful and mindful and considerate of other factors as well. And it would really be rather unfortunate and perhaps a complete misprioritization if we go ahead and tell somebody, please get out of my seat, this is my seat. Now, there may be, there may be exceptional situations, there may be particular circumstances which call for uh, having a conversation, not necessarily on the spot, but maybe at a later point with somebody who is regularly sitting in my new seat, in his seat let's say somebody's new in the neighborhood and doesn't know that this is a Makam Kavua. There are, of course, thoughtful, tactful ways to address that. But just to be mindful of the fact that we can't assume, well, this is my Makam Kavua, and so therefore you need to leave. Now, I want to return to a question that we discussed about a month ago, and that is, why is there 
a concept of a makam kabul. What benefit does it bring to the experience of tefillah? After all, I could have said, uh, wouldn't it make sense every day to sort of go to a new place? I could discover a whole new perspective on tefillah, finding myself in a new surrounding. So, as you may or may not remember, about a month ago, I shared with you a perspective of the Maharal and the Siva Voda. I'm not going to return to that now. What I'd like to do is suggest another way to understand, perhaps, the concept behind Amakam Kuvua. And that is that the Mishnah, there's a Mishnah at the end of Perkyavos, which talks about the 48 ways that Torah is properly acquired. You have to take a look there to see the complete list. But basically, Chazal are outlining, outlining 48 different pathways. And really, these are not 48 different options, all leading to the same place. But really, it's a menu of many, many different um, items, if you will, that a person must try to a certain extent to, to, to achieve, to acquire, to relate to in order to fully acquire his chilek and Torah. One of them is what's called hamakir es makomo, which means literally one who recognizes his place. Now, what does that mean? So in in the context of Tama Torah, it would seem that Chazal is telling us on a most simple level that if you want to be able to grow in learning, if a person wants to be successful in their acquisition of Torah, so you have to know where you stand, meaning a person has to know his place. If I... Um, if I'm just really learning Torah for the first time, and I'm just, for the very, very first time, being exposed to certain primary sources, I can't necessarily expect that it's reasonable for me to be, you know, sitting at the front row in the top shear. On the other hand, if a person has progressed in his learning, if a person is is has really acquired a lot of knowledge, it's appropriate for them to sort of adjust uh, the quality and the quantity of their Torah study. So on a most simple level, Makiris Makoma means you just got to know your place. You could say on a on a broader level, as far as one's personality is concerned, you got to know your place. Who are you? You have to know where you are relative to other people when you're having conversations around Torah. There are sometimes we find people who have a relatively minimal understanding of a particular Torah topic, and they enter a debate and a conversation and speak about it as if they are an absolute authority. That's also would seem to be a violation of what Chazal say that we should aspire to be, the one who is Makir Esmakomo. But I think when we think about davening, I think uh, we should think about this as being, if it's not quite what Chazal meant, that the idea of Makam Kavu is also to be Makir Esmakomo. When I come into shul, when I am getting ready to daven, I prepare to daven, and I come to my place, what does that mean? It means that I have to now recognize my place, meaning this is my place. This is where I belong. In other words, in other words, being Makir Esmakomo means first and foremost, coming to tefillah from a place of honesty, self-awareness. I know what I am, and I know what I'm not. I know what I'm worth. I have some sense of my intrinsic value. I have hopefully a healthy level of self-esteem. But at the same time, I don't think that I uh, I am perfect. I recognize that there are many areas of needed improvement. Tefillah is partially an exercise in improving, enhancing, growing one's self-awareness. And so therefore, to daven in a makam kavua means... To be makiris makoma means I know where I am at the moment. Maybe I know where I've been. I know where I'd like to get to, but I know where I am. So that's number one. A- another possibility, the Medjah Shmuel in his commentary on Pika Yavos regarding a makiris makoma in the place uh, basically says that you should, a person should know where he is, meaning I should know that I'm in Olamazeh, I'm in this world. Because I'll tell us that this world is a prosdar. It is like the entranceway, the lobby, if you will, before the traklin, before the big uh, palace that we think about our place in this world as being relative to 
another world, a greater world, the ultimate world, the world of Olam Haba. And this, of course, is a healthy attitude to have at all times, because if I get caught up in the Meshagas of this world, if I allow myself to become preoccupied with things that are ultimately not all that important, so then I, I forget. I forget where I am. And Chazal is telling us, if you want to really grow in Torah, you have to be makiris makomo. Know where you are. I'm in Olam I'm in this world. I'm in the prosdar. And ultimately, I want to make my way, I want to work while I'm in this world so I can make my way to the chocolate. But here again, I think as it pertains to tefillah, to davening, what an important perspective to have. When we come to daven, very often we are so distracted. We are thinking about so many different things that are on our mind, all the things that we need to do, all the conversations that we need to have, all the uh, items of my to-do list that I have not had a chance to attend to yet today, uh, not to mention the fact that there could literally be, at the very moment that I'm davening, distractions that are around me. That are around me. So there are many, many different things that are calling for my attention. A very, very good way to sort of ground ourselves so we can have a meaningful to experience is for a person to be Makrius Makomo. Hold on a second. Where am I? I'm in Olam Hazeh, meaning I'm, I'm, I'm passing through. I'm here for a relatively short period of time. I have a mission, a big mission, and my mission is not merely to go ahead and to get a promotion at the office, and it's not merely to go ahead and to win a couple of new friends. Perhaps that these are important short-term endeavors, but ultimately, I have a real, real mission in life, to be Makiris Makomo. If I can really have that perspective every time I dive in, can we imagine how much more of a, a meaningful experience it would be? Because I've really reminded myself, why am I here right now? I'm, I'm trying to engage the Rabbana Shalom in the conversation because I'm recognizing where I am and what I'm really doing here. And so therefore, it would seem to me that the concept of Makam Kavua can be understood uh, more broadly in terms of one who is Makiris Makomo in life, but particularly when it comes to davening. If we can properly be makir es mikomenu, recognize our place, so then perhaps our entire experience of tefillah could be that much more meaningful. It could be so much more enhanced because we recognize at all times who I am, where where I would like to get to. Uh, we use tefillah as, a prepare, as a, an experience that enables us to grow in our self-awareness, our drive to become better, more wholesome people. And we do so with an understanding that we are in this world for a relatively limited time, for a limited time, for a le- relatively short time. We're here because we are trying to make our way to the trackland. And if we can properly recognize our place, so then it would seem to me that that would go a long way in terms of enhancing our feel experience, making it meaningful for each and every one of us. Thank you very much. And have... Oh